0: Acts chapter seven. I haven't been able to talk for three days. I think the the weather and sinus and drainage have about got the best of me. But I'm right stubborn. I don't know if you know that or not, but I, I am I am right stubborn. Refuse to give in to most things. I give him pretty good to my wife. Uh, This Thursday, we will be married 54 years. If you have any suggestion as to what I can get her for for our anniversary, I'll be happy to listen. Um, I have none. (coughs) Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you that Jesus saves. We thank you for his scars. We thank you this morning that because he loved us, we can love you. Today is a glorious day in that the family of faith can join together in a time of worship in free America, that we can lift our hearts to you in praise and adoration in thanksgiving because Jesus Christ paid the ultimate price and because others have fought that this land might be free, that we might assemble together. And today, our Father, as we join our hearts, we ask that all that transpires in the remaining moments will bring glory to You, that Jesus will be honored, and that only those things that will bring praise to you, will follow. I lift to you, Dublin First Baptist Church, her leadership, the pastor search team, grant wisdom and direction. And now, Father, in these moments, I ask for your Spirit's fullness and for His unction and anointing. And I ask that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, might be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer, in Jesus' sweet name, amen. The scene is in the courtroom. The attorney is defending his client. For burglary, he says to the judge, Your Honor, my client was merely walking by, and the window was open, and he merely placed his arm in the window, and a few jewels happened to attach themselves to his hand. I don't think, Your Honor, that the whole man ought to be responsible and that the whole man ought to go to jail since it was merely his arm that was in the house. The judge looked at the man and said, You have defended your client with great passion, and with reasonable logic. And based upon your logic, I sentenced the man's arm to one year in jail. He may or may not accompany the arm. When the judge said that, the, t- the attorney look, turned and looked at his client, and they smiled at one another. The client stood up. The lawyer stood up and helped him remove his artificial arm, laid it on the table, and walked out. Now that is a case of a man not giving his all, isn't it? Now think of these numbers. 25 to 35 million. 50 million. 58, 000. 54, 000. Those are the numbers of individuals who gave their all in World War I, World War II, Vietnam, and Korea. Now, the numbers in World War I and World War II, no one can seem to be exact. But those are individuals who gave their all in order that you and I might live in the land of the free, that you and I might be able to assemble this morning in freedom. Now, folks, I'm going to get a little personal. It is absolutely infuriating to me when an individual will trample on the flag. It infuriates me when I see individuals in our capital who will not place their hand on their heart when the American flag is passing. There are things that disturb me tremendously. When we think of the individuals who have served and who gave their all. If I ask you this morning to name a memorial, you could easily name one, couldn't you? You would say the Washington Memorial, the Jefferson Memorial, the Lincoln Memorial. Well. If I were building a memorial to surrender to one given his all, outside of Jesus, if I were building it and had the privilege of naming it, I would simply call it Stephen. Now read with me in Acts 7, verse 54. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him, the hymn is Stephen, with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven, and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God, and said, Look, I see heaven open, and the Son of Man at the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. <laughs> one of the old songs says something like this, My all for thee, my all for thee, who gave thine all, dear Lord, for me. Stephen, I believe, is an example of one who gave is all Now, there are three things I want you to see, and I'm just going to mention them quickly. First we're going to look at Stephen the man. Now if this is the record that we have of Stephen, we don't know very much about him. He just appears on the scene. But what we know about him is extremely impressive. We don't know anything about his home or his heritage but we know that he is a Christian and that he is in church. Now, come to think about it, that's a lot to know. I'd like for people to know that much about me, that I am a Christian and that I am in church. Now, there are two things about Stephen the man. First, he was selected for service. Now, you find that in Acts 6, verse 5 and verse 8. You see... THE EARLY CHURCH WAS HAVING AN ISSUE. THEY WERE GROWING TREMENDOUSLY. ANYTIME A CHURCH IS GROWING, THERE'S USUALLY GOING TO BE SOME ISSUES. NOW I'VE NEVER BEEN AT A CHURCH, I'M JUST GOING TO TELL YOU THIS, I'VE NEVER BEEN AT A CHURCH THAT DIDN'T HAVE ISSUES WHEN IT WAS GROWING. And churches do not deliberately lie, but here, you're going to call a pastor. You're going to tell him two things. You want to grow and you want to reach young people, aren't you? Don't you? Is that right? You sure? (laughs) You really sure? Okay. Okay. Well usually what <laughs> Usually what happens is when you start growing and growing and if you grow quick people get upset things change young people come in children come in what does that mean you got to have more workers and you got to have more people doing stuff and you and then you're going to have two services you got to have two services Over there, in order to accommodate, and things get all messed up quick. Well, the early church, they were having issues. They must have been Baptist. They were murmuring. You know, they they were having this issue. And the apostles made a spiritually minded decision. They said to them, Look out among you, seven men. Now, they didn't tell them to go down to the Renaman Center. They had some standards. They had standards. And they chose Stephen. He was one of them. Stephen was a man who was already serving. Now, if they're If they're sitting, let them sit. But if they're serving, let them serve. What do I mean by that? I mean if if you're content to sit when there's work to be done, just continue to sit. But if you're serving, serve. That didn't come, you didn't understand what I said, did you? I know you didn't. But. They chose Stephen, and they chose these men, what did they choose them for? They didn't choose these men to develop a strategy. They They didn't choose these men to go in the back room and develop policy. They didn't choose these men to dictate how things were going to be done. They chose these men to be the solution to the issue. Hands on, right? Say amen. Amen. They were to be the solution. It was not that the apostles were beneath doing this. There was more to do than they could get done. Stephen was a man already serving and according to verse 8 in Acts 6, the Lord was doing great works through him. So, he was selected for service. And believe it or not, when you and I were born again, the Lord selected us for service. Now, I said this last week, I to say it again that nominating form. I don't know what the Lord selected you for, but it's something. I don't know what it is. Not everybody can teach. Not everybody can do the same thing, but everybody can do something. I don't know what, but you can do something. Put it on that form, and if you don't know what it is, put whatever, and they'll find you whatever, okay? Say man, I mean, you put whatever on there, and I guarantee you they'll find something. I would. Okay. I knew I wouldn't get through it. The second thing about Stephen the man, he's selected for service. But secondly, his speech was scriptural. Now now, now, in, verse, now in chapter 7, his, in answering the charges of blasphemy, that's what they're accusing him of, he quotes the Old Testament in chapter 7 11 times. Now that says to us that not only did Stephen know the word the word was in Stephen. Now not understand that they didn't have King James like this it was in scrolls. Stephen had been taught the word of God and the word of God was in Stephen and Stephen is Reciting to them, and he begins with Abraham, and I'm quite sure they were happy to hear their history recited to them. However, when he began to reveal their hearts to them, everything went south in a hurry, especially when he started with verse 51, when he says, You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Boy, that's pretty plain, isn't it? You always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute, and, your fa- and kill those who foretold the coming of the Just One, of whom you now become the betrayers and murderers? He was, his speech was scriptural. Stephen knew the Word, and he shared the Word. 11 times, Stephen the man. The second thing is Stephen the martyr. Stephen the martyr. Now, it wasn't Stephen's intention to become a martyr, no. It wasn't Stephen's intention to run out here and get himself killed. That wasn't what Stephen was about. But Stephen was a man who was spirit filled serving the Lord. And serving the Lord cost Stephen dramatically. Two things I want you to see at this point about Stephen the martyr. The first thing is the reaction to the message. In verse 54 and 57. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. That literally means that sewn into. They, they were just sewn into when they heard these things. They they just couldn't handle it. They were cut to the heart and they gnashed at him with their teeth. It doesn't mean they're biting him, it means they're gnashing their teeth at him. They're, they have reached their boiling point. They just can't tolerate this anymore! When you and I hear something, we have an option. We can either react or we can respond. Now these people are reacting, they aren't responding! They're BOILING MAD! It amazes me. how people can place their own differences aside and unite to get rid of the message of the gospel. And verse 57 says, They cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran at Him with one accord. In my first church, two sister-in-laws and another lady. The sister-in-laws just couldn't get along at all. I mean, they both played the piano, and neither one of them wanted to. But this one would to keep that one from. And that one would to keep that one from. You know, it was, it was that way. And the other lady would be a friend to this one. As long as this one, you know, it was, it was that way. It was that way. Well, when I went there, I was friend to all of them. Got along with all of them. Until a message I preached got under one of them skin. You know, I don't know what it was, but something went amok. And those three ladies became fast friends. I mean, they did. They became bosom buddies. Do you know why? They had a common enemy, me. They did. They had a common enemy, me. And they were determined to run me out of that church. Um, if I'd have been a member, I'd have been determined to run me out of that church, too. But, uh, but they didn't succeed anyway. They, did, they didn't succeed. But, um, you know, they, the one thing that got them together was their dislike of me I was amazed at that didn't like the message so we'll get rid of the messenger now folks I've been an expositor my whole ministry and when you preach the word somewhere along the way you if you're not walking with the Lord you're probably gonna be offended Something is going to hit you, and uh, you're going to call a pastor. He's not going to be Cameron. Are you hearing me? He's not. He is not going to be Cameron. And uh, he's not going to preach like him. Probably going to be better than him i'm I'm just trying to get you to think, folks, that uh, if man preaches the word somewhere you're going to be penetrated by the Word. Now you can do one or two things with it. You can receive it or you can reject it, and if you reject it, then you're going to react in a negative manner, right? Okay. Their reaction to the message. Secondly, and Stephen the martyr, the results was murder. And that's what they did. The results was murder. Verse 54 and 58. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. What they did in this, they're so angry, they're so mad that they cannot bear this anymore. And they run on him with one accord, they bind him, they take him out of the city because they absolutely refuse to pollute the city. He's bound, they take him out of the city there is this cliff that's about ten or twelve feet down below are stones, some jagged and everything else, and they throw Him off the cliff, onto those stones, and if that doesn't kill Him, then the witnesses are to cast stones at Him first. Remember what Jesus said in John 8, He that is without sin, let Him cast the first stone. So the witnesses are the ones who cast the first stones. They take Him out of the city. And they stone him. Why? Their hearts are filled with hatred. And this is their way of saying, this is not going to happen anymore. We're going to get rid of this. Stephen. Stephen's response is... I see Jesus, the glory of God. Stephen, given his all, let's stand, please, and bow our heads. Spiritually, this morning, the all that you and I give is our hearts, I want to say to you that if you had never trusted Christ as Lord and Savior, He loves you with an everlasting love, He shed His blood on Calvary just for you. He'll meet you, and he'll bring you from where you are to where you should be. He gave his all that you might have his all. Father. In this moment of our invitation, by your spirit.